Welcome to Lighting Our Way, a podcast of Uganda Christian University's Standard Newspaper. Here, we hear stories of self-reflection, removing the log in our eyes so that we may see the light and transform our world. Hey guys, and welcome to the Standard Podcast, where our theme is Lighting Our Way. I'm your host, Krishanam, and I'm here joined with my co-host, Lena, Melissa, Priscilla, Agnes, Kefa. So today we're going to be talking about sex education and we exp- we explore different values and beliefs about these topics and to gain the skills that we need to navigate relationships and manage our sexual health. Yeah. So everyone has talked about sex education, I believe, like sex ed, sex ed, they even shows. But did you guys ever receive any form of sex education? In I don't bomb, know how many years In three, that's the same I had the term sex education. I hear it all the time from uh, school, society, counselors, organizations, because people love uh, <clears throat> so much to create awareness here yeah, among us, the, the young people. Yeah. Um, I think my most recent place to hear sex ed from would probably be the internet. Because, as Lena said, trying to create awareness around it. Many people, you know, talk about it on social media and try to be open and, you know, talk about the real things that it involves. Yeah. Priscilla? Uh, school. School in A-level. Safari? Agnes? Yeah, mine, I had it, I think, among friends and neighborhoods. And then, of recently, uh, there is a movie called YOLO, You Only Live Once. It's a Ghanaian movie. My learned in CRE, a teacher. I don't even know how they ended up teaching CRE, but yeah. That's how I really learned something that seemed serious. Other times, it has been like documentaries, and I felt like it was a bit of self-taught, yeah? Mm-hmm. I don't think it was being... It was me teaching myself, because I kept seeing through people's stories, through people's experiences, and I was like, okay, maybe this is what they mean by abstinence, what they mean by using protection, and whatnot. However, has it been important in your view? Do you feel like sex education has really been of any great importance to you? Yeah, it has. I mean, if it wasn't for sex education, Mm. I feel like we would not know, because you just hear about HIV, Mm. you just hear about... uh, uh, the sexually transmitted diseases and here we are you're given a chance to know how you can get them, mm-hmm. how can you prevent them what measures have, have been put in place for such such a thing to be avoided so with sex education you get to know about this mm-hmm. <clears throat> it has been it has been effective but then uh, the fact that at times they don't they don't normally bring out the whole information about sex education. If you're telling someone about sex education, I think it anyway it depends on the age. If someone is eighteen and above, then you should def- you should obviously tell that person whatever concerns about sex education. But some some of some of the sex educators who should I term them as educators, sex educators, okay, counselors who normally educate people about sex education. They want to tell people that, you know, don't have sex before marriage, but mm-hmm. what? But I think this is an act which may be unavoidable in some situations. 
like for campus campus times and so on. So people find themselves having it. But maybe you would you would um, encourage them to use maybe condoms and so on. So I wish I, 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 it would be more useful for them to. If someone is eighteen and plus, he or she should know should know what, what everything. You shouldn't be limited with the knowledge you give them about sex education. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, um, sex ed. Okay, yeah. To me, has been of great importance because I've got down. I've got a chance to sit down and think about actions. Eh? That I do, like think about consequences, like in a sense of, I'm just not going to go around and just sleep there. But it has made me so conscious because people think AIDS is something easy to live with, mm. but it's actually not. I've got a chance to interact with some of us, but it's not easy. It's not easy because you're like, you're you people don't even see how your life has changed by just getting that disease, but it changes. So it has made me very cautious of the steps that I take. In life, I'm like, okay, if this is someone I'm sure I want it with, and I'm sure is my potential partner for a long time, am I, you know, let's get tested and see. So that's, I like the, like, the consciousness it has brought out of me, brought in my spirit to mm. kind of, I don't know, get ready, I don't know, prepare for it. Mm. Uh, it has created awareness, like, to me, I mean... Uh, by now I know what contraceptives are, these things, the CDs, how all those things, and abstinence as well. Mm-hmm. Like if I said, uh, people of different ages are given uh, different kind of information about sex education. Of course, there are things you have to see for them. Uh, because I think if it wasn't for sex education, creating awareness amongst the young people, especially the girls, yeah, people wouldn't study... Uh, wouldn't go so far with the education. Mm-hmm. Girls would just get pregnant, they would mm-hmm. just sleep around, but at least someone is conscious mm-hmm. that when I just sleep around, I'll get STDs, I'll get HIV, I'll do this. Yeah. Yes, those things. So it has really been of great importance. And also, um, it has, um, how, how should I call it? It has it has impacted on on people's lives, and I mean, we've seen clear examples. Like she said, I mean, you can they can tell you we are going to an organization, and let, there is there is that organization called Junipa, but like um, it it contains uh, young people living with HIV. Yeah? Mm. So um, and previously, my auntie went there as a I guess the phone and so on. So I went with her and I mean, I looked at these people like our age, they're living with HIV. Some of them are looking very good, even can't tell. Some of them are malnourished and you know, all those signs. Mm. I mean, those are clear examples. You just, I mean, (laughs) just sharpens your mind Mm. on what to do. Yeah. And what not to do. Yeah. So it has actually been of great importance. Just like how when I first got okay, when I first started being taught about sex education, so I was like, ah, just a by the way, just a thing they're forcing me to do at school or something like that. But then I really got to appreciate sex education when there was a girl living with us at home and she decided to run away. She went back to her village because her boyfriend told her to, and then she got, got pregnant and she was only 16 years old. Mm. 
and I was like, now I really appreciate my upbringing, my upbringing, and the fact that I got sex ed because I could never do something like that because I know my future. I appreciate what my parents have done for me, and I know what I want out of life. But she was still a young girl. She got persuaded by this boy, you know, and now mm-hmm. she has. She's pregnant. She's sixteen. She hasn't started her life yet. And she's taking care of a nice child. She's a child taking care of a child. You know, that's wow. ha- that's when I really appreciated sex ed. Recent, I was following up some conversation of this guy, Joel Senyanyi, the Nakawa West legislator. And I think that he prayed to God that he only, in life he only sleeps with his wife. So it means he was a virgin from way back. I don't know that how true is it, but that's what he says, eh? <laughs> and he was a virgin, like from way back. And the only person he used to always pray that the only person he wants to sleep with is his wife. How how pos- how possible do you people think it is? Is it like really? What do you think about like? That? Can someone be a virgin? Like I think he married at thirty, thirty something years. Mm. Thirty-five. Looks yeah. I, I think it can be possible because number one, um that guy he got his wife from church, huh? mm. that mm. whole story. Did you have you heard of it? I just watched a bit of Yes, that. how he got the wife, mm. what mm. from church. So I think this guy um knew about sex education, mm. all that comes with it. And also he had this um religious thing in him, eh? Mm. He prayed. Like, Yes, praying and as well what the Bible talks about fornication, mm. all those things. Mm. So I think all that uh, <laughs> created some sort yes. of endurance, like that patience. Uh-huh. Yes. When I hear that, because I know certain <laughs> people who, when they hear such, like when they hear, you remember, I remember one time we were in an end lesson and the girl was t- asking us about that similar topic, eh? mm-hmm. the lecturer was asking us about how people because me 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 are admiring Krishna Elena Melissa it's is it a sin so yeah. how can I overcome that sin and well I believe eh? okay I don't turn this into a someone or anything <laughs> mm. but I believe some of this change what people have felt understand personally it took it took me these two years and to understand, but I got to understand that the change that we get through faith is not something that happens instantly. That's something people forget. It's not going to happen. Okay, today I went to church, give my life to Christ. It doesn't happen like that. Mm. It happens in stages. You know, they saw they call spiritual growth and physical growth. You didn't grow one day, you were a baby, then now you're old. Mm. No, it took time. Similarly, it's that. Have a reading and what sharpens your mind, opens your mind to new. To looking at these principles yeah, that are written biblically, or you know, if you're following, like let me say, Islam or other, you look at those principles and you're following them. So you're kind, of, you're kind of changing your mindset, but it doesn't happen easily. But you can keep. I believe in prayer, so I believe you can keep praying, praying continually. And I feel like with time, it dies out. It's like I don't say like rehab. You know, people go to rehab and it changes that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe. But so, it, it, I. It, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the stereotypical world that we live in right now makes us uh, doubt some of the things that would actually be mm, real. Be mm. Because I mean, we have had so many stereotypes around. Mm. Like, you know, someone tells you you're virgin, mm. and you're like, for real? 
and it takes someone a long time to like believe mm-hmm. because because of the world because eh? of the world we are living mm-hmm. in right now it's if, if we get if we, if we were to base on our stereotypes and so on mm-hmm. seeing someone smartly dressed like I can't you can't be like Priscilla is a virgin something of so mm-hmm. can't be like eh, I hate that it's a topic, just eh? listening mm-hmm. to our conversations you can't say that she's a virgin you get it eh? people, the people make it sound the people like people make it's make it, wrong yeah, but it's but I think that that teaches us not to judge a book by its mm. cover, and I feel like yeah. issues to deal with virginity. Eh? Mm. It's someone's body. It's, yeah, if they have chosen that, I just feel like people make it. Certain but people a, will make it such a big deal. Yeah, it's, because it's of peer pressure. Peer pressure. Yeah. But I'm like, peer pressure. If I wanna, I wanna. If I don't mm. wanna, no. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I think it's a good thing to be a. Yeah, yeah, maybe before, leave it. before. Me personally, I believe it's good. Okay, I don't know. Christianity I, I, perspective, that's what they mm. say. But yes. even living in my own personal perspective, it's mm. a personal thing. Yeah. It's a personal yeah. thing. Well, like, it's another person's yeah. opinion mm-hmm. or what they think about it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It because really even does not. You can even be forced or rape something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. at your own will to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's someone's own mm, personal yeah. story, their own yeah. personal experience. Yeah. I don't think it's I really think after people all, should stop after all it's something obsessing you, over it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. After all it's something you you keep to yourself. So no one knows whether you exactly. are and it's good know. because uh, according to the Bible, you can't go and like collecting all people's spirits like you sleep with this one mm, and that one, mm, that mm, one mm. because actually some people are suffering because of uh, those issues, yeah, mm-hmm. so. and they just don't know where it's coming from. Yes, mm-hmm. me, um, I don't know if it's spiritual or emotional, but I feel like, in my opinion, um, about it, like Melissa said, I really agree with her. It's someone's it's your choice, you know, it's, it's your a decision. Want, it's a decision that you make. Like we always make choices. However, for me now, like me, I feel like I easily care, easily get emotionally attached. So in case it happened, I feel like now that's a very strong emotion mm-hmm. attached, you know. Um, however, have you noticed like at home, okay, I don't know, certain families that have been around people, especially family, I'm going to come back now to the African setting family, they make it like a taboo, like, uh, off the record, we're talking about how, how families are like, just don't, we mm. talk about sex, just don't, eh, hey, just don't. Meanwhile, interestingly, people from religious backgrounds, Christianity, sex was given as a gift. Yeah, it's a gift from God. It's a gift from God. I've never seen to it direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> encourage it with marriage. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, I've never, any, well, I've never finished the Bible. That's why I've never said. But I've never landed on that verse that mm-hmm. says strictly marriage. However, the line of thought you see directing to married people, yeah. and with good reason. Okay, if you, you know, with faith, if you're not, and you know, you're sure you're with this person, well, whatever choice you choose, you know, but. One thing I didn't like, I've never liked, is how families, community treat it like it's a taboo. I once watched a documentary, I think it was in one of these Latin countries, and the, you know, I feel like we're, we're similar like those people somehow, because also them, at home, they just say, just don't, just don't. And I'm sorry, it's like the more you tell man, just don't, oh Lord, it's like mm. the way you just say, just do. Just don't. <laughs> Go on, just do. <laughs> so, I wish... You know, I wish you would give someone reason, mm. you know, maybe sit down and talk to this person mm. and give them the choice why, why you, to yeah. do that. But, oh, you just want to dictate. 
Yeah. 100%. According to the African setting, mm. you just can't, uh, the parent can be like, hey, you're asking me for reasons. Eh? Since yeah. when? Who's that <laughs> girl? There is no boy. I just want to know because the truth is, sex is out there. It's not something hidden. It's not yeah, something, it's not true. even, and we have looked at it, you guys, for the longest time. If it wasn't for CRE and divinity, thank you, my teachers, wherever you are. I would have never known mm. it was actually a gift from God. Even, never. Even I always it. looked at it as something bad. It's evil. Guys, I was so terrified to even say it. I was like those real ATS people. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I grew to understand that it's normal, people have mm. just, people exaggerated to a point of, <laughs> I don't even understand the exaggeration. Being level. a sin it's or what? Sinful, evil, oh. Darkness, <laughs> and I'm like, really, guys, it's we need families and societies to take us through. If mm-hmm. everyone's family and society, maybe if we took a different turn, if we try to unlearn the, the taboo nature that we were taught and try to learn in this sense of look, it's there, it's there. So, it's like, a, how are you supposed to do it, right? Yeah. How should we go about it as family and society? How can we go about it? There is no one right way because we are all different people. And we all make different choices. With that, do you feel like sex education is more effective in homes or schools? Schools. I think if it wasn't such like a taboo thing, Mm. it would be best if it was done at home. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is my parent. I love you. If we have a good relationship with each other, we would be able to talk about it. And obviously, I'd take in all the information you're giving me. Mm-hmm. But this is a teacher, stranger. You know how... You don't really have the same respect for them like you do your parents. You know how children listen to teachers more? Really? Yes. It's because they don't have a good relationship with I'm their telling parents. you, yeah, your sure. parent will sit down and tell you something. She will talk. You'll even block her out. But a stranger comes in and you listen to the stranger more. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. I don't know how it happens, but it is a who, thing. Who do you, you listen to? Do you listen more to your parents or like outsiders? I'm, I think I'll take a, an outsider that's more, more serious. serious yeah? yeah, more serious. They're like, oh, okay. Like seminars. Let me give you an example. Someone holds a seminar. Yeah? They sit down and they start telling us about ABCD, ABCD. You want to catch And like, your mom is telling you something. And you're like, Ah, uh, same old, same old. She keeps saying these things. But then someone comes and starts talking about etiquette. Mm-hmm. And they tell you, oh, you're not supposed to do this in public. You know, mm-hmm. This is not her being your mom, because your mom, you feel like your mom wants to just be in control. Mm-hmm. But now this is someone coming from somewhere else, telling you something. So you pick on, like, easily. And you actually put into practice. Is it because yeah, you're so? True. Sometimes you get so used to your mom and so. Yeah, probably. Because though you said like yeah. same old, same old. Same if old, it was an actual have, like yeah. discussion where mm. they're not always nagging you about this mm. one particular thing. Yeah. If it was an actual discussion with someone, imagine like your parent is your best friend mm. or they're your friend. Yeah. Your relationship is two dimensional. Your friends mm. and this is your parent. Mm. You would get it so much more. Even, it would mean so much more to you. It's even in the Bible, Jesus, I mean, sorry for me, but Jesus, I mean, was not like, you know, welcomed in his own place. Yes. When true. he went somewhere else, his <laughs> people were welcoming. But here, in his own home, he was not like, you know, I feel like a different, 
perspective, someone speaking from the outside, mm. it can be picked on more. You get mm-hmm. it's even more sure. how friends, like best friends, can talk about something, and you're mm. like, okay, now we are talking, we are best friends. Mm. But then I don't know. There is that clear authority that comes from the outside. You know, even <laughs> for example, I used to be in high school, form yeah. six or those kind of classes. Your teachers will tell you will tell you the same things here, and then when you go out in a seminar, the other things in a seminar, exactly. you will click. Mean, exactly, mm. but when they are the very things, things they have been telling exactly. you in the classrooms. At times, some of them learn because of the key box, <laughs> as they say, that African bum, yeah, and the bums like some kids like definitely learn because of the key box. So the key box. Puts more like kind of <laughs> <laughs> assertive. like if you have your chibo yeah. for here with you, and you're like, I had to miss, and this definitely you'll have to say. But then your parents don't use the chibo and so on. No, me, I think for yeah, that chibo method is really. Mm. I don't. Really. You're not going to cane me forever. Maybe it's you're not going to cane sometime. me forever. I feel like caning. I'm going to leave your house. I do not have your pressure on me. I don't have someone to cane me, to check me. So Make if you it. don't teach your child to check themselves, something bad will happen. Yeah, that is a problem. With I don't parents. think that Chiboko method is very with what? practical. I'm that is a problem with parents. Mm. They make children work on pressure sometimes, and you find out when they are not there, that is when their children will mess up. Mm. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Mm. So sad, but true. It instills pressure. Yeah. It's like those kinds of schools that instill pressure to pass. And yes. you realize in this one like you've never learned. Yeah, it's when the spoon feeding. Mm. You know you're like giving everything there. And they expect you like, you know, to are you going to leave this school or you're going to go to another school? And in this school it's not going to be this way. Mm. I feel like I think it was something like first week was personal hygiene when I was in primary. These all were so clean. Because we were given that environment where they are always pressurizing you to do ABCD. Now you go to high school. High school, the children from all kinds of schools. Not everyone is coming from the school that you came from. So this is why you see people doing other things. And you, you see that there is a lot of differences that come in with whatever you know. And it's contradicting with what is coming in from this side. This person thinks it is okay to be ABCD and for you like no that's not fine and at the end of that day all these all all that comes in is different and you're going to ask yourself what is right what mm-hmm. is not right so yeah schools I don't know schools home societies is once I had a saying it takes a village to raise yeah, a child it takes a village if our villages were very I don't know I feel like now it's different like how maybe said said of the record um when a capitalist world, mm. everyone is like for themselves. Eh? There's no longer that kind of like back then. Eh? If your parent may not be able to, because no parents are also human beings. Yeah, you might be saying your parents can't, but then if let's say our families were actually so close together, in a sense of they care about each one's growth so much. Not these things of seeing the kid getting married. I'm sorry. In some of our societies that I've seen now, it's has a child gone to school? Is a child graduating? Has a child got married? Period. My that, job is done. Nothing. But I don't know if they have cared to know about how is this child's heart. Yeah. How is this child's mind? You know? No, no, no it's hard. Eh? Mm. I mean, like, when I, this aunt is over in her business too much, over helping. But then it's also, 
if you're if you have like there's some people with genuine relatives, like they care so much, so they help out, they be there, they 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 care, they try to teach you. I mean, never learned sex education. Let me say from my parents, but I learned it from an aunt, who's like, well, when I grew up, um, actually, I learned sex ed from also my family, but mm-hmm. cousins. Because some shared their stories with me that seemed like really, they're like, no, we don't need to mess up. And I didn't bring it in this way of judgment. No. Mm. They brought it in this way that I made this and it kind of cost me, it kind of hurt me. Others, this, this, that, that. Mm. Others experienced the stories of other people. Mm. Oh, I know that person. They weren't careful. They didn't test and boom, they got AIDS. So it kind of opens your mind. You take it seriously in a way. In case your parent, it's hard for your parents. Um, maybe you can get involved if you know if you feel comfortable. That's one. Um, sex education generally has so many topics in regards to sex, sexuality, how to handle it, how to deal with it. With despite having values and beliefs attached to you, you know how can you deal with it? Because mm-hmm. I was born with the emotions. What can I? Do? What can I? Due to how can I tackle, how can I live in this world? Did I have these feelings, feelings plus beliefs, plus customs, plus values? Hey, wow, we have a lot. <laughs> so I don't know what can we exactly do to ensure that at least sex education, at least it has been taught to a good level. Someone is alert. Someone is aware. At least they are aware. They know. Not these things of judgment. Like you go to church, they judge. Mm. Go to stage, judge. No, teach it like it's. I don't know. I don't know how you can teach about what, like how to greet. This mm. is an old person. You have to different customs. Others hug. Others kneel. That kind of thing. Mm. Till the child actually learns and embraces it. That even though they grow to a point and they are mixed with diverse cultures, they still have that sort of respect. Eh? Yeah, an mm. old person. Maybe they'll bend, lean to give a hug or kneel, depending. Yeah. What what do you think we can do? Well, for me, I think charity always begins at home. Mm. The right setting for sex education would be at home. Mm. Because I feel like at home, there's a lot that we can learn from a home setting. This is, our, this is your safe space. Yeah? This is your safe space. You're allowed to like think and talk to someone. It would be so good for you to have a conversation with your mom. And your mom tells you these things. She's telling you, right from childhood, like where they tell you, don't allow a boy to touch your private parts, right from childhood. Like, mm-hmm. they teach you these things. Like, now, in that Sit kind well. of manner, yeah, in that kind of manner, be creative as a parent. Mm-hmm. How am I going to tell my child these things? I don't have to be so open mm-hmm. at some point when the child is still so young, mm-hmm. but how am I going to teach this child and make sure that they grasp it? Because every child has a way of grasping something. So how is this child of mine going to take in the sex education that I'm bringing in? I feel like you have to be creative with the way you're teaching this child. Right from childhood, because I'm telling you, your child can be molested and this child does not even know what is happening to him or her. Yeah, she does not know that, that she's being molested. So how are you going to try and protect your child even in your absence? Yeah, This child is going to be molested for years and years and years. And she does not know that she's actually being, you know, treated in the wrong way. So you as a parent, what step have you taken? What have you told your child? Yes, it's an ashaming topic for some. 
it's not something parents want to talk to their children about because I'm even scared to talk about it, but it's the reality. It's the world we are living in. So, Vito, I heard of an, a certain family <coughs> where where they had a girl, a daughter, and uh, she had uh, she had uh, she used to flat around with boys, what what, and it was a dominant family, and they didn't they didn't want to risk that girl getting pregnant for maybe a peasant or a usual person. Normally, those kind of elite <laughs> families don't want that kind of thing to happen to them. And how how will people get to know about that information? So the dad of the family came up with an idea of having... Okay, there are some other issues. I think also the girl was intellectually slow. So to combine all that, they came up with an idea of brain surgery mm-hmm. to the girl. Then we... <laughs> <laughs> to stop having those kind of active kind of habits and so on. It's on the mind. Okay, Remember, on. it's on the mind. Six mm. on the mind and so on and what. Mm. So maybe they wanted to find a way of manipulating that whole thing. <laughs> and she doesn't. She doesn't. She, she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't. You know, it didn't work. She actually became abnormal. <laughs> to when she died. I feel like with problems. Oh. Eh? Mm. We need to face them. We just yes. have to avoid running away from them. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think there's a day when we don't have... Okay, life is never... We, this whole fun, mm. no. Mm. The truth is, the reality, life has days that are extremely good and then there are days that just suck. Problems don't cease. You can think... Everyone, sometimes people think, ah, she's rich, no problems. But mm. there's more. You know, Some mm. my dad once told me that I think rich people don't even sleep sometimes because... You can't think about what you have to do to keep everything running in mm-hmm. place, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not trusting. Maybe you're rich now and you're, you're not even trusting the circle of people. So I feel like we have to avoid running running away from problems and just face them. If if it were me and my daughter were like that. First of all, about the thing of being slow, we were born different. Yeah. We were born different. And... The way I process things is not how Melissa wills, not how Agnes wills, not how Priscilla is. Probably you all are faster than me. Me, I'm slow. Maybe me, I have put in extra effort. Her, her priority may not even be school. You know? Her, thing, her talent is actually, yeah, but we think it's abnormal. But someone's thing or passion or skill is in something else. It can mean something else as small as weaving, but that weaving can grant her the success to take her borders and everywhere, you know? So about that thing, I think it needs studying. I think we need to study kids, yeah? Because I know families that have studied children and they have got to see what are they good at? What yeah. do they like? Eh? They monitor, monitor, monitor. We even call curricular activities. If it's a sport, you see the parent is trying to invest in that, what? Sport, because this may, not, this may be the thing that gets them somewhere in life. Or if it's not a sport, but maybe it's like IT. Weirdly, they are interested in gadgets and whatnot, though mm-hmm. they may not be fast. So they invest in that, and it helps them. About the how she was flirtatious and whatnot, um, maybe constant talking too gets irritating. Because eh? you know when someone constantly tells you about your bad thing, it gets nagging. Eh? You get tired because you feel it's also something she doesn't understand. Like, Why am I so flirtatious now, eh? So, personally, I believe in... Now, I'm going to talk from a faith-based experience. I believe in prayer. I believe in just giving the child to God as well. Because 
you gave me that child, help me. Mm. Help me, you know my child better than I do. You know me better than I do. I mean, yeah. Mm. So help me. Two, I'd seek advice. As of, I overseek advice, but I'll seek advice, but it depends from who you can't trust, but maybe I'd run to a friend, a close friend who has kids, and, I, and a friend that, you know, you can't always trust everyone, like, 100%, but someone you have, like, a sensible level of trust, yeah? Tell them this, this, how can I deal with this, you know? And then maybe I can try to apply slowly, slowly, slowly. Three, I believe that I don't mind that there was workshop. I believe in that saying. So in case... I don't know, I'll try to get her busy. But in case I still see the habit growing on, I don't know. Actually, now I don't know what I would do because now I started thinking of scenarios, what what else I would do. But those are things that, I think the first things I would employ. Yeah. So, okay. like, there's always help that we ignore, mm. especially in the African setting. Yeah. When someone tells you, go visit a psychiatrist. Am I mad? Am I crazy? Mm. Yeah. And these people actually help. You find that this would be something that would save your child from becoming a monster in the future. The things that, yeah, the things parents ignore, or the certain ways children are treated, that shape them into who they become, and sometimes they become monsters. These are people that we see who kill just because. It's not like they. What instilled that? Something could have come like right from childhood and, you know, got them to that point. So we always ignore that kind of help that we can get from the professionals. And it actually helps out a lot. Okay. I don't like how people think, and I think when that... I'm getting therapy, mm. I'm mad. Mm-hmm. That's the bad stereotype. One time I watched this guy, he has a salon here by Ziwaziwa. Mm. Yeah. He talked about it, that uh, it's a very bad stereotype. And our mental health is so bad. People look at therapy in this sense of, I'm going to see a therapist. I need help. Maybe I'm dealing with emotional issues. And I just want to know how to deal with it. Eh? Like, it's taking a toll on me. But people think she's mad. Bored. Those kinds of things. But in reality, I just need help. Because I deal with these things. I need to acknowledge that they're there. And I need to find a way of... Handling it properly. And I think in the modern life, uh, it has helped the male gender to kind of get help from, you know, in the traditional way, uh, girls normally get advice from, for us, I'm a Muganda, we have my auntie, the sister to my dad is called the Sengai. Mm-hmm. Girls normally get the advice from the Sengai. And uh, we, the boys, I think you're a man. You're a man. Eh? Okay, sometimes it, t- it takes a different mm. kind of character of your dad. Your dad can talk to you and advise you, but some dads were like very yeah. macho. Yeah. They looks at you like this very from a distance, and <laughs> oh. you, you and him are not like connected at all. But in this kind of modern life, counseling is available. If you have that kind of dad, then you meet a counselor in school mm. who will definitely help you. You meet a teacher who will talk to you and so on. But so boy, so boys were more, more left out. Eh? And the girls had their basic knowledge. The singer, singers really, I've, I've, not ever, I've not been briefed by a singer, but I think they really brief like you about the marriage, what takes place in marriage, how to treat your husband, what things like that. So, And all that, there's also sex education, definitely, because mm-hmm. marriage and sex... And they're connected. 
Mm. At least you have anything you'd love to add. Okay. Uh, sex education, it's really effective. For me, I looked at it where if it had been taught at home, that one it will be better. But a uh, big appreciation to teachers out there because they are really doing great jobs. Mm. Most children, they get to learn about these things from schools. Uh, as our parents, sometimes, as you guys say, they look at it as a taboo. Uh, it is something, uh, they look at it sometimes as bad manners really to talk about it to a children. So they really have to wash that main mindset, or maybe they have to shape their mind. They have to be friends with their children. And some of these things they should teach their children uh, so that maybe the children will not mess up. Because uh, getting out there, getting it from school, okay, I must say most of us will get to learn these things outside home. That means uh, our parents, they didn't get enough time for us to put us down. Yeah, there is evaluation and all that. They will get to talk about things to do with cooking, how you have to behave, how you have to sit. But sex education, they left it out. So they really have to take this serious and it, it should be put into consideration. And yeah, that's all I can add. Okay. All right, guys, this has been a wonderful talk. We've come to the end of our discussion about sex ed, and I hope you guys have enjoyed. I hope you guys, you know, feel free to continue listening into the different podcasts that we have um, in regards to sex education. It's something normal. It's something we ought to learn, we ought to have, because it's there, and it's okay that it's there. We just need to learn to live with it as much as, you know, find a balance between our values and beliefs. So this is me, Krishana. I've been joined by my amazing panel members. Kefa. Agnes. Lena. Priscilla. Melissa. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired by the wisdom of self-reflection. Please find us on www.standard.ucu.com and share with others this message that lights our way.